Fred Slow and Van Nunley. All right, all right, all right, fire them up! And it starts right now on The Sports Animal. Good morning, Albuquerque. 7 a.m. on a turkey Saturday. I'm Fred Slow. Van's not here! Every day's a turkey day with you. <laughs> Love Thanksgiving. The ones and twos. My very best friend in Albuquerque Radio, Mike Vitale. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Happy Turkey Day. Did you have a good one? I tell you what, I am one to celebrate when I can, and I did. You feeling better? Yeah. I gave a list of things I was thankful for. At the top of that list was my friend Brandon Elf. Ortega from KOB. Oh, yeah, Brandon. Who joins us this morning, sitting in for one Van Nunley, who managed to get himself snowed in in the Flagstaff. So as his plane touched down from New York last night, I'm assuming, Brandon Ortega said, yes, I'll be there. Brandon, good morning. Good morning, bud. Gosh, this is nice, right? A little early riser for you. A little. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I don't know how in the hell you guys do this. It's, it's, I mean, I worked last night, so it's, it was rougher because I didn't get home until 11:30. Probably didn't fall asleep until two. Ooh, wait. But, but this is this is rough getting up in the early. This is, this is another life. Stayed up watching watching the Mandalorian last night. Okay, was there a new episode? Last? Yes, every Friday. But, um, well, I have to wait for my girlfriend anyway. Unacceptable. I've seen I've seen three. I've seen the first three, and it's really good. Listener, I'm not even a big Star Wars guy. I've seen all of them, yeah, well, but I'm not like a big nerd about it. Hold up, but I've <laughs> but I, but I've seen all of them. Hold up, there's at least twenty of them. You've seen them all. There's not 20. You are. A, there's like nine. There's at least nine of them. Yeah, but I'm 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 33, so I've had a lot of time to yeah, watch it. We are the. I've, I've spread them out. You and I have lived the exact same walk of life. Yeah, we love things that are terrible, and we can't claim to do it. Like I love the Mandalorian. Mandalorian's really good. It's the though. best thing I've ever seen. Written by John Favreau, everything yes. he's ever done, I've loved. And literally everything. Uh, and uh, trying to admit, Diego Pascal, I think, is the lead. That's the dude. Even though you only hear his voice, you but he don't see him. Doesn't matter. But his voice is awesome. Killing it. As far as disembodied voices go, what are you guys doing with the baby? The varsity list of disembodied voices. That's what I'm going to give you before the end of the show today. The varsity list of disembodied voices. Who haunts your nightmares? Who's the voice of your dreams? Vital, your Thanksgiving was good? Yeah, it was. I ate too much. What? Vital. Now, actually, I haven't eaten as much as I used to. I'm getting older, so the fact of the matter that I say when I, when I eat a lot, I'm not eating as many portions as I used to, mm-hmm. so it's better. So mm-hmm. I went over to the girlfriend's house. Nice. This um, is a fun new thing for me. Two consecutive Thanksgivings with the same family. I'm settling down now. Look at you. Look at me. I'm in a place in my life where I'm no longer introducing myself to an aunt that I'll have to forget. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. What were we covering last night, Brandon? What was going on? Oh, man. It's all about high school football today. Isn't it? Isn't it? it, it you know, I was tweeting jokingly that it's, uh, it's like Christmas Eve on, on Friday night before state championship week for high school football. And uh, I, I mean, I was purely joking about it. And then... I couldn't sleep last night for real. Yeah. I think it was partially because I was doing this, and I was so worried about not getting up in time. And but no, it's exciting. I mean, you got Cleveland Rio Rancho in the big six A final. You got Los Lunas Roswell in the five A. You got four people out in the four corners. What's up, Bloomfield and Portales? That's going to be a good one. And Hope Christian for the first time ever. Oh my gosh! Small private school yeah. in Albuquerque in the finals. Never been. 
playing Socorro. I know they haven't been in a long time, maybe if ever either. I, I, I forgot to bring the uh, past results. Page. Well, don't worry, because I don't know either. I but can't that, correct But you. that's a big one, too. Yeah. So four championships, most of them at 1 o'clock. The only ones at 2 is Las Lunas Roswell. So we can talk more about that later. But that's an exciting no, time for, for a lot of parents getting up right now, going to set, going to set up. And uh, thankfully the snow's cleared out for most of the – I think from all the fields now. Well, and that was the Good. thing, too. And, and I know you were out of town, but, I mean, KOB obviously had to be under weather alert 9,000 or whatever, like, the rest of the city was. Like, like, like had a, a breaking weather! Yeah. And then everyone's like, that's it. You have to stop. I, I was on vacation, ending my vacation in New York, and I was being a bad KOB employee, not paying attention to the app, not yes. paying attention to what the weather was Yes. Being. I was just being naive and thinking, eh, it's probably going to be nice. Mm. And I touched down in nothing but white. Yeah. Nothing but snow all over Sunport, and uh, it was a rude awakening. We are still currently at 7.05 a.m. on uh, November the 3rd. We're still in Stormwatch. So every, be, be aware, Albuquerque, Stormwatch is still occurring. Do not leave. Here's a real thing. People will not not leave, not even attempt to leave their driveway. They'll say, I can't make it. You've only looked at the driveway. You haven't even ventured into a road. You've tried I am, nothing. I, I, I am proud to say I had never shoveled snow out of my own driveway oh my until Bougie. until it was, I think it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. And uh, didn't have a shovel. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, my neighbor bailed me out. And yeah, and uh, they actually shoveled the beginning of it for me because I was out running an errand. And yeah, I shoveled most of it, and uh, it was yeah, it was a proud moment. Felt like a felt like a real real winter adult. Where Vital grew up, he was an ambitious young man who would go around the neighborhood. I'd I'd, I'd make money. Yeah, that's the Vital approach. It, it, was I, good, it was a good workout. I'll say that it's a hustle. Oh, it's yeah, it's tough. I mean, I was wearing about three layers when I did it, and huh. yeah, when I when I came inside, I was like, oh man, that bottom layer becomes garbage immediately. You can't clean that out. That the sweat from hard work is a sweat that I don't want on my body. I don't know <laughs> that type of existence. Brandon, you've been covering high school football for your entire professional career, be it here or the other vast parts of the country. Working Texas for the most part, and in California before yeah. I moved to Texas. Yeah. How does it compare here? What is the difference? And and you know what? Maybe a little bit. Let's let's press pause on that question because what I want to do is I want to make sure the listener because they know who you are, they know how you report, they know what you bring to people whenever you're on the TV there at the KOB, but they don't know this striking personality that I fell in love with whenever I met you. <laughs> so t- a little bit about that journey of yourself getting here and in into the studio today and kind of what brought you from Southern oh, LA slash Texas like, uh, to Albuquerque. Even my my career. Oh my god, I'd love to hear about. It. I'd love for my friends on the air to hear about it. Grew up in Southern California and went to. College in Los Angeles, which I was about 20 miles away from Los Angeles growing up in the outskirts. A lot of colleges in Los Angeles. Which yeah, there's a lot. I went to Cal State Los Angeles, which is Division Two for athletics. And yeah, then two years after college, I got an opportunity to go to Abilene, Texas, work at K-Texas TV, the ABC station there. Spent about two and a half years there. Just learning, man, because I was green going right. there. You know, you you think you kind of know what sports reporting is about until you go to a small market and you just kind of dive into it. And yeah, two and a half years there was amazing. Then went to KRGV in South Texas, West Laco, Texas, the Rio Grande Valley, which I didn't even know about, even though I was living in Texas for three years. Didn't even know about that part of the state. And it's a border area of Mexico. Yeah, spent four years there. Met my... Uh, girlfriend and who I now have a son with, and uh, yeah, it was it was high school football for sure was the biggest thing right. you would cover in in any any small market of Texas, and high school sports in general, and and whatever minor league sports we had and colleges and whatnot, 
And then I got the incredible opportunity to come here. I've been here for a year and a half now at KOB. And yeah, it's in a nutshell, my my path. And it's it's for sure been high school heavy, well, that, well, that was, which was a good fit of coming here and being able to host New Mexico Game Day. And, and the thing about New Mexico Game Day, which I was about to talk about, was uh, before before I started here at the radio station, I'd worked in radio for 15 years or whatever it was, and uh, I was at the day job, and it was a hot-button topic when you came into town to host the show. Like, Because my day job is this sport. I work at this health club, sports and wellness, and people were talking about the coverage of high school sports. They're talking about the coverage of sports. And it was it was like, who's this new guy? Because I guess the well, announcement well, wasn't well, as— J.P. Marietta was the only host, really, yeah. and, and, uh, unless you count Lee filling in for him every now and then. Yeah, J- that was his show for over 20 years. And that was probably the biggest thing coming in. Like, okay, you got to fill his shoes. Yeah. On that show, because it's it's a year round high school sports show. Most of the shows I'd worked on were just football, because that's mainly the show people would sell at TV stations. But sure. this one's you do football. You're also trying to mix in your volleyball and cross country, and uh, and soccer. But then as soon as the fall's over, boom, you're doing basketball. You're doing wrestling. You're doing any sport all throughout the school yeah. year. Have camera will travel. Like you gotta, yeah. yeah, you gotta be ready for that. So, and so yeah. what, so what's the reception been here in the 505 though? Is it, are you, are you, are you quote unquote one of us now or is it, are you still, are you still feeling it out? Slowly but surely yeah. for sure. I think the one thing that's held me back from really getting acclimated into Albuquerque and New Mexico in general is, uh, my girlfriend and I have a two year old boy and we're just home yeah. all the time. We don't really go out too much. We don't get to explore outside of Albuquerque too much. That's probably the one thing. I, I, I feel like I should have done more, and hopefully we will do more in this next year. But it's it's been all about work, and then when I'm not working, I'm with my son. Right. I mean that that he's my life, you know. And I think that's the one thing I, I you know we I hope we get to experience more of the culture out here because it, it's it's an amazing place. Oh, it's the amazing. Little, I mean, I've got to go to Santa Fe. Yeah. And then outside of that, Las Cruces for the Aggie Lobo basketball games. But I need to explore more for sure. But the people here are awesome, no, hey, no Brandon, doubt about it. Hey, Brandon, this this is a perfect week to see how big uh, high school football is. You know, we know high school basketball is king in New Mexico. You know, the Lobos, but you know, it, it flies under the radar. High school football and its its passion of the fans and community support. And it's a unique thing that they do for state championship week, having the championships hosted by one of the teams. That's California has started to do that because there's so many divisions and they went away from everyone meeting at one big stadium and having an all day long football extravaganza, which is what Texas is still doing. They either have it at AT&T Stadium or where the Texans play. It's it's funny. I feel like every year I've been here, I've been here for two football seasons now, it's a topic that some people kind of push back on, like, maybe we should have it all at Dreamstyle Stadium. Let's all have all the schools come to Albuquerque so people can celebrate together mm-hmm. all in one place. It's a bit separated when you got Socorro, which is far away, uh, out in the four corners with Bloomfield hosting today. You do have a Metro championship with Rio Rancho and Cleveland host Cleveland's hosting Las Lunas not too far away. I don't know. It's a little separated. It's not like everyone can celebrate together like I've been used to. With I mean, because I was in Texas for six years, and and I went to the state championship. I think three of those years covered teams that went all that way, and it's it's a, it's a whole different beast. You know, when you're getting everyone in AT and T Stadium, the biggest 
you know, most beautiful stadium, arguably, in the NFL and maybe of sports. Uh, people, you know, get to enjoy that aura together. But anyway, that's a whole other subject that I think will continue to be talked about. Maybe one day they're going to do that. There's, there's conversations for sure. It's just a matter of the NMAA uh, can convince the smaller schools to what? to do that one day. But it's it's a little different feel for sure because I can only see one game today. You know, because most of the games start at the same time. So how can I go to more than one game when they're starting? Maybe the Lost Lunas game would have been impossible today, but the others are really far away, and you, you, you can't go to more than one. So that's, you know, yeah, it, I feel like you lose some of it. There's something to be said about playing it on, like, an independent site, right? There's something to be said because no one has that advantage. No one has that kind of feel. And I, I know, like, Rear Rancho and Cleveland played earlier this year where they – they played, I think, at Rio Rancho. It was at Rio Rancho and then re- in, regular season. Yeah, and then Cleveland scored like 30 points in a row or something, if I remember the— Like in half they pulled away. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think Rio Rancho, who's hosting today, hasn't beaten— uh, Cle- Is that incorrect? Cle- Cleveland's hosting. Oh, Cleveland's hosting, which is probably best, though, because Rio Rancho hasn't beaten Cleveland in like 10 years at home or something. So for the first time, you're like, well, maybe they do have a shot. And, and, and you get all these weird like like wrinkles to these stories that you wouldn't necessarily have if it was played like— well, anywhere else. So, no, we got a lot of high school football talk today. We're going to talk, obviously, some stuff in the NFL. Uh, big ruling came down from the NFL yesterday. Black Friday was uh, uh, don't bet on sports. So we're going to get into that one for sure. That's going to be something fun. Uh, obviously, Lobo, Lobo, Lobo. We'll reach out, I guess, to Van Nunley at 730 and see just what it's like to be snowed in the mountains is, on the is, holiday. Is he still waking up early even though he's not working today? Uh, he's or, been, or is, is he sleeping? No, he texts me the moment he wakes up every day of his life to the moment he goes to sleep every day of his life. Nice. Yeah, it's this is the kind of friendship that if it wasn't he and I, it would really intimidate anyone else. we got a good program today. Brandon Ortega is with us. Mike Vitale is going to speak up a little bit because I'm still recovering from now a double dose of strep throat vitality. It's taken me 14 days. You listen to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. You ready for this, Brandon? I love Mike's choice of music. A lot. Both times I've been here, every song coming in to the next segment gets my head bobbing. I'm not trying to freak you guys out. There's only two more paychecks till Christmas. You guys going to make it? <laughs> you lined up? Stay got enough? I better. <laughs> got enough in reserve there? <laughs> this is the shortest. Get credit card out. Yeah. The shortest amount of time between Thanksgiving and Christmas that you have ever seen in your life. Isn't that crazy? This is the shortest period between the two holidays. They've never been closer in your lifetime. So there you go. That's interesting. 505-246-0610. We're doing high school football, at least for the foreseeable 15 minutes. Lobo talk after that. We're going to get into the NFL. going to get into, I think we're going to stay away from the association today. I can only talk about load management so much, Vital. Well, it's a, it's a new phenomenon, a new trend around the NBA. Oh, my God. And uh, if you're a fan and you pay good money, and then the night that your superstar <laughs> is uh, having a load management day, that's not good. Right. Yeah, Lee Free and I were talking about this last night. He said the ratings are down 20% they have to. from the beginning of the season to now. And uh, I was fully in my game day mode. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm not sure why because I wasn't really thinking about it. But load management has to be. Has to be. It. He, he's a huge Warriors fan. 
he was like, well, the Warriors aren't good anymore, <laughs> so may, maybe it's the Warriors. And I was like, yeah, that could be a little part but of it. Father you, Time. You hear what Michael Jordan said two weeks ago when that thing came out and everyone made a big deal about it. He goes, you're paid to play 82 regular season games. Go do it. That's nice. That's nice of him to say that. We're going to talk about sports gambling, so it's good that you brought up Mike Jordan. So. Yeah, yeah no, I think MJ, <laughs> I, I don't have his uh, game logs in front of me, but, yeah, he played. He was a pretty durable durable. He, well, yeah. Day, yeah, you don't accidentally end up being the greatest of all time. You just yeah. step out on the so he so he can say that, and not be a hypocrite. No, yes, he's one of those. Right. The big game today, the big local one. If you're getting out watching high school football, is Rio Rancho Cleveland for the six eight title. I'd like to point out, which I pointed out in game day, these two have played each other obviously a ton over yes. the years, being in sta- in city rivals, district rivals. Never have played each other in a state what? championship. So that is a pretty cool storyline on top of everything. No, uh, I I asked Coach Heath Reidenauer yesterday, and he he confirmed. He's like, we've never met in the finals, not not in football. So that's another extra edge to it, and I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Mike Vitale, confirm or deny? Does our broadcast signal reach Rio Rancho? Yeah, oh, big time. Well, there you go. So 505-246-0610. Give us a call. How are you taking in the game today? You get out there early, you take the fam. Is it blankets down? Is it butts cold? Is there a tailgate? Like, what's that experience for you, high school football fan? And if you got a player out there, like, what are the booster clubs doing? What are the, what is the energy here? Because where I grew up, Brandon, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, right there on the border, right? I grew up, the Mississippi River separates these two states, Illinois and Missouri. And I grew up on the Illinois side. East St. Louis is great football. That's, it's, it's actually so good. That's the, it's always been the best. If you think in the Midwest, because I grew up where just a little further north than you did in Wisconsin. Yes, they would always recruit East St. Louis is the best it, best football prospects. Unreal. The most famous name you're going to know is Brian Cox. Brian Cox played linebacker yeah. for a million years and was made famous by Hard Knocks. But there's so much talent in that area, football wise. But Chicago as well. Like Chicago creates football players like a factory. Like Chicago puts great, them great athletes yep. uh, across the board. Basketball too. Basketball is bigger though in Chicago. I mean, just oh yeah, up there that that that's more of a Chicago. I mean, Chicago's more of high school basketball when you when I think of high school sports. But you're right, the suburbs and all the Catholic schools have the best football. All recruits. those parochial schools do that, and the, any city with concrete is going to put out more basketball players. I mean, that's that's a fact. You get all your best soccer players come from California, right? All your best soccer players come from where they got fields. Well, they don't have that in Chicago. Hmm. But interesting. Let's see. Illinois would do it where you put everyone into one place. So you take everyone to Champaign-Urbana, which is where the University of Illinois is. So you weren't able to like bring in the game in your own style. You weren't able to recreate your weekly energy. You weren't able to do these things because it was really like organized and thousands and thousands of people, and it was a lot of um, individuals who weren't necessarily associated with the two teams that they're just associated with like high school football championship as a whole. So that's what gets me real interested here in New Mexico because the way it's spread out, you get to make this thing like a celebration for your stuff. This is not, this is not high school championship day. This is Cleveland Rio day. This is a rivalry game day. And you know what? Real quick. I got to retract what I said before. It is at Rio Rancho. I thought it was, but I didn't want to correct you. I don't know you. why they played at Rio Rancho in the regular. I don't get what the rule is anymore with the NMAA. If you thought if you played at one spot in the regular season, then the other team gets to host 
in the playoffs. Maybe it's a, a playoff back and forth. At KO, it's at Rio Rancho. At High KLB school. on Twitter, they will initiate an apology right now oh, for Brandon. Well, I have to on Twitter. They oh, have man. to. It's over. No, it's at Rio Rancho. I yeah. thought I knew, which is tough because, like I said, ten years. They haven't won at home against Cleveland in ten years. Yeah, there's nothing I haven't done for. I literally I have zero things in my life I've done for ten years. I've almost been working in TV for 10 years. It would be next year, 10 years, but the, not yet. The only thing I've done for more than 10 years is buy Madden. That's the only thing I've done for Ooh. 10 straight years. Are you a 2K guy as well? Or just Madden? Just Madden. Yeah, I was playing a lot of 2K in New York with my uh, with my little nephew. Hear that, Vital? Brandon travels to the bi- the biggest city in the world, the most happenings that can ever occur, and he says, yeah, yeah, it sounds like we have a 32-inch TV. Well, I never met him, so we were bonding. <laughs> We were, we were, that's how <laughs> NBA went, 2K. It was the new one too. And he 2020. Was, he's doing all right. Yeah, it was, it was, was the new schooling one. You. He's a, he's no, the next actually, e-sports. I couldn't believe I was winning most of the time. That's probably that's probably why I kept playing. Can you believe, I was beating them most of the time? Can you believe Brandon that they offer college scholarships for esports? Yes, yeah. I do. I, in fact, I do. I did an esports story last year. I love with that. The NMAA. Yes. Yeah, man, that is booming, and it's not getting. Do they have it's not teams? going away? It's no. Keep booming. Does the NMAA have teams and tournaments? And we stuff? do. We last oh, year. Last year was the first esports season in New Mexico. I, I can't remember the amount of teams. I think it was around in the twenties, maybe in the thirties. But a lot of schools participated in the first one. Rio Rancho actually. Won, I think, two of the state championships for the for the biggest classification, League of Legends and Rocket League. I think were the two. Uh, yeah, I actually spent the state championship day for esports at Rio Rancho, and then I went to Sandia Prep, who made it to the finals. And I think that was League of Legends. Yeah, it's a whole world that is, it's booming. It's gonna it's gonna be a it's it's only going to be a bigger and bigger deal as the years go on. I, high school and, and and like you mentioned, colleges are UNM's now doing it. Uh, people uh, are, are getting scholarships to play in these video game leagues. According it's, it's to cool. according to and obviously I haven't vetted any of this, but according to GovTech.com, yeah. which sounds semi-official, there are now more than two hundred colleges offering esports scholarships for gamers. Yeah. And that number's and that number's going to keep growing. How do yeah, you get crazy. fan per- participation? You don't, you know, it's, it's it's unlike going to a basketball or football game as a fan. So, how do you? So let me well, th- here, here. Here's what's crazy: find the support. the big esports league, the big professional one. They sell out arenas. Yeah, they were in. They were just recently in St. Louis, Missouri, because my brother works in this kind of world. He works in this sports coverage really? kind of thing. And he was they sold out Shea Fitz Arena, which is where the St. Louis University Billikens play. Mm-hmm. And packed. And it was for uh like a League of Legends tournament like you're talking about, which is if you're not familiar with Vital, it's a game where it's teams that I believe of four and you get unique characters and they have to battle other teams of four and their unique characters. So like not only does it fill out, but the live stream will like break Twitch. Like the live stream to this stuff will like shut down like streaming services because it's so popular. And when I used to, before I moved here years ago, a little inside baseball, I ran a boys and girls club and running that boys and girls club. When these, you would see these kids on their phones and that's what they're doing is watching kids play video games to get better video games. There's a, there's a viewership aspect about it. That is like obviously unbeknownst to us, but like unrivaled to many. And here's the thing. You don't necessarily have to be in attendance no. At these, like you just said, you can watch on your phone, you can watch on your computer, 
and people are doing that. Yeah, on 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 every level. Like when I was at Sandia Preps Esports Championship, there were parents there watching, but they were in another room. Not they weren't in the same room as that where the computers were. They were in another room watching a projection screen, watching an actual broadcast. Yes. Of the state championship in another room. Wow! In another room. That's unreal. And yeah, there was this. There is this website, uh, kind of similar to the NFHS is doing all the high school football championships today. Yeah, on, on the same level, it's like a pregame, <laughs> pregame show yeah. where they're breaking down this player and this player. Then they do the game, and then there's a post breakdown. Well, this is, what hap- this is what happened. This is what happened. Prep, you know, started off strong, and then Rio Rancho came back firing. It's it's like watching any other sport, and they they and it's a pretty legit. I mean, at least the one I saw it was a legit operation, the, and it was well done. And I'm I'm just pulling it up right now, but like some of these guys, Vital, like their social media presence. Some of these like top tier guys that are like, and it's similar to like um, they're rock stars. Oh my gosh, especially in Japan, from what I've read. Yeah, and they and they draw greater than than your your Nicki Minaj's and your Taylor Swift. Like these guys have that kind of notoriety. But like in a sub world that you, like you don't live in that I don't necessarily live in, and I think a lot of it too is like a hustle. I think a lot of it too is like using your likeness, it's using your own brand, it's sponsorships, it's all that stuff. When a couple of weeks ago, the California passed that law, like hey, and if are a college player, you can you can tweet for money now. You know, it's that kind of thing, right? And and then these guys are shoot. They're they're not they're not dumb kids. Like these are these are guys that got very, it together. Very, they're very very bright kids. Yeah, for sure. And then and with all these other little Patreon and all these other little things where you can contribute to someone you enjoy for for their entertainment. Like, and here's the thing: last year I learned about. I mean, I only knew of a couple, and there was probably more guys on the football team that were on the esports teams. Like there are kids in the mainstream sports, sure, that play these games, and they wish. They were in these professional esports leagues making, I mean, some the, the biggest ones make millions of dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. A year. And, yeah, I mean, pro- professional athletes, I mean, just Madden and 2K, you know, your big mainstream professional sports games, those are huge. But there's a lot of those guys that play League of Legends, which is the big one. Yeah, that's yeah, in the high school I've sport. I think I think it's in a high in high school and college. League of Legends is the big game that everyone's playing against each other, and then obviously in professional. Yeah, they're all playing these games. Like all of these kids that we're not aware of are doing it. You know, they're 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 following these guys' leads into this esports universe. Th- this is not a radio story. This is a regular story, so it's not prepared. But like. When I was growing up in college at Washington State University, and I told you I've, I've bought Madden every year since '93, it was not unique for me to go down to the Union Building and like post up, and then like like sandbag playing Madden, and then like when being approached by like a person, I did like, oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll put twenty bucks on this one, like because that was what I you could see that, yeah, because that was what you did in the Union Building because I wanted to get Panda Express, like that was that was <laughs> oh, like my someone hustle. else's dime, uh, yes. Like, like, oh, no, no, I recognize that you're from Seattle and you think that the Seahawks team's the best. Feel free to pick them. I have the greatest show on turf. You hustler. No, but that it wasn't just me. You know, that was like oh, no, I know. everyone. Like, in, 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 like I said, we, we will hit on this gambling and sports, but, like, there is a way to do it however you want to do it. And then. Do you foresee, Brandon, any uh, recruiting violations with this eSports? <laughs> 
recruiting violations? What do you, what do you mean? We have, ooh, that's a great question with these. No, you know, some guys like he goes, he goes to, to the college of the highest bidder. But you know what? It's interesting. There's no. <laughs> can you break okay, any rules? As far as I, as far as I know, esports on the collegiate level is not an NCAA thing. It's its own association on the college level. You know, like it, it's a club sport. Sp- as far as like I know. Yeah. And I would say more than a club sport because there's a lot of money in this stuff. Yeah. You know, they're offering scholarships. Like in like right now, UNM does not have men's soccer. There is a club team for men's soccer at UNM, but they can't offer scholarships for that. Right. So it's yeah, it's a whole nother thing. That's that's a good point. I don't think there's a lot of policing for it right now, you know, poaching and recruiting esports athletes. But uh, there's going to be feeder systems and, from and, Korea, and, and, and whatever whatever they're doing from, now, from that's going to go away because of the likeness wave that we're going to be getting pretty soon across the country for the NCAA and athlete student athletes being able to make some money off their likeness. So we'll see. I love the idea that you can become adequate and skilled enough at anything. You play the piano, go get played, go get paid to play the organ at church. Like you're a really good soccer player, go get paid to teach other kids how to play soccer. You're really good at uh, smashing X and Y and Z on your computer keyboard, go do that somewhere too. Go get paid for it. The Red Sox are renaming their AAA team to the Woo Sox. Good segue. Let's call Van Nunley, see if he's got any minor league baseball stories because I know he does. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Just ha- Deep cut. Just had this talk last night with the girlfriend. Unarguably, Dave Grohl, greatest rocker of all time. That's my hero, man. Legitimately, I, I learned to play the guitar because of Dave Grohl. Every that is, time that is the truth. you say something to me, I fall more in love. I haven't even played guitar for you. Wait until I, I start serenading you with my... I should have brought my acoustic. That would have woke me up even more this morning. Anyway, anyway, here's Wonderwall. Van Nunley joins us today. Let's play ball. Good morning, Van. Good morning, fellas. How's that seat? Keeping it warm for me, Brandon? I am in your seat right now, bud, in your honor. And it is, uh, I, I'm so honored to do it. I got to say, man. Van, you know, I, I, caught you, I caught you guys tail end of the last segment. And, you know, the rise of esports right now really feels like Sosa McGuire to me. Okay. I think, I think <laughs> this, uh, this elite level of gaming going on. I think these guys need to start getting tested for Ritalin and Adderall. It's Adderall. I, 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 <laughs> you, you, yeah, man, you, you can't, you can't, yeah, just do that El Natural, staying up all night playing games. No, this, this screams of the home run chase. Like, there's no Ooh, way these guys boy. are doing it natural. No, that's, that's, that's he's speaking truth right there. No, that's, that's actually got to keep your clicks per minute up. That's what it's about. Got to have your. Can I have your as far as far as I know, there's not drug testing in esports, but man, maybe with stuff like that, they should be monitoring it because that could be dangerous. I can't if even you're wa- overusing that stuff. I can't watch TV at 60 frames per second. I can't imagine what it takes to die on that <laughs> for for that much time and effort. Van, you are currently snowed in in Flagstaff, Arizona, at what I assume to be 10,000 feet. I have no idea how high Flagstaff is. Um, are you- yeah, it's uh, the city is a little over seven thousand, and uh, on the north side of town we got Humphreys Peak, which is about twelve and a half thousand. Sounds hot. And we got dumped on about a foot and a half of snow, and uh, it's white as far as my eyes can see. Wow, 
So see you next I can't week. Believe you didn't send a snowmobile for him, Fred. That's what it I should have. Hot. I mean, come on, man. Brandon Ortega, for the first time in his adult life, or actually any point in his life, uh, shoveled snow. What's your problem, Van? Can't can't just <laughs> can just it, figure it it's out. It's too much to shovel. Ugh. I mean, you, I you literally it. you shovel it, and then it's covered with another six inches an hour later. Mm-hmm. So it's kind yeah. of pointless. Yeah. But a thing, all these mountain people here, they're used to it, and it's adorable. They all get together people, people first thing in the in morning, and they right bring now. out their shovels, and they bring out their snowblowers, and they clean the community as a team, and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. We actually had that. The high school football teams out here, Las Lunas, their whole community came out to clear the snow off their field. Oh, cool. I, I uh, got a tweet from Coach House at Rio Rancho that both – Rio Rancho and Cleveland work together to clear their field as well for the state championship. So, yeah, it's kind of cool to see stuff like that around the town. Oh, that's awesome. Also clearing will be all the citizens of Massachusetts as they clear their schedule in two seasons as the Boston Red Sox have opened a brand new, get this Vital, $100 million, 10,000 seat ballpark in Worcester, the best Chester. Worcester. So there you go, Van, the, uh, your your. Boston, what was it? A Pawtucket Red Sox, Pawtucket Sox, Sox. They're gone, man. Your your favorite minor league baseball team has become the Woo Sox. Yeah, the Wooster. Isn't that some like they don't Wooster care? Wooster Sox, go Sox. There's no loyalty in minor league Sox. baseball. Sox. They'll just they'll just shop you around. They don't care. They'll just sell you. Man, there are there are some names in minor league baseball. Minor league baseball to me. There are some names, man. It's like little slices of heaven all across the country. And I've been so fortunate. I've been to 50-something baseball stadiums. Easy. Professional or minor league or independent or whatever. There is nothing better to me than a weirdo minor league or independent league baseball team. Some of the best marketing uh, strategies and schemes are worked at, at, these, at these ballparks. Oh, the isotopes teams, are right? for sure. Top tier. In that yeah, they're top category. Tier. Oh, they win the marketing awards. They win all kinds of awards every year. Not just in the PCL, but in minor league baseball. The MILB. Yes. Landscape, yeah, they are one of the kings of marketing for sure. They do an awesome job. Yeah, that's that's where a lot of people in the trade go to cut their teeth. You'll see a lot of CMOS uh, for big companies. They'll cut their teeth in the minor leagues because you got to keep reinventing things to stay ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's about the amenities. It's about the off the field. It's about it's yeah. about the atmosphere, oh, the, right? The, the, it's a it's a party. Yeah, outside of the game. Yeah, people are, are enjoying themselves. You know, have some great food and drinks and. And there's in between each inning, you know, it's a whole. Yeah, they do a great game experience at Isotopes for uh, Isotopes Park for sure. I used to work for this independent league baseball team called the Gateway Grizzlies, and the Gateway Grizzlies were located just ten short miles from Bush Stadium in St. Louis, Missouri. And they created a thing called the Dunkin' Donut Burger, and it was a Dunkin' oh, Donut yeah. or not Dunkin' uh, Krispy Kreme. So it was a Krispy Kreme oh, burger. Even better, oh my yeah. god, I'm a Krispy Kreme they, guy. They for cut sure. this thing in half, Van. Flip yeah. the glaze side inside out and right. put a bacon cheeseburger in the middle of it. Oof. No way. Yeah, a bacon, a bacon, egg and cheese. There was no egg, to my knowledge. I, oh, not. <laughs> it was a bacon cheeseburger on a Krispy Kreme bun, yep. and then you put it inside your body. Yep. So the oral, and then you I, have uh, a heart the attack. Isotopes had the cotton candy burger last year. Yeah, isotopes are they? They go hard with the with the the crazy food. I took a bite of it from a stranger. Mm-hmm. A stranger was eating it. <laughs> And I said, say, hey, let me lean in Is there. Is that how you got sick yeah, three weeks ago? You ate one of those weird donut donut sandwiches? The, and there's something about, like, and you were saying earlier, 
Uh, Brandon? Hey, Fred's pretty easy to get lured into vans. Huh? 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 Okay. Am I right? And that's <laughs> super creepy. The, the thing I'll show ab- myself out. No, you're good. The the thing about um, minor league experience is it doesn't necessarily have to be the best. It doesn't necessarily have to be dr- – it's just got to be, like, engaging and cheap. Fifty Like, seventh inning, 50-cent beer is the best – like part of a baseball game you'll ever go to. Like in, and if you guys do like those little tours, like I've done them, I, I, I've done them where you go through like an Iowa or you go through like uh, the Carolinas and you can hit like four or five, six different teams over the course of a week. That is the best week you can spend in the road with your dudes or your gal or whoever. Like you can get out and just take in all of this. But what I'm telling you, the part we're not focusing on is there are some heartbroken Pawtucket fans out there right now. Like, they've been there since, like, 65. Yeah, it's not like this team's moving down the road, Mm. necessarily. Even though Rhode Island and Massachusetts aren't super far away, but it's way too far away to go to a game on a daily basis now. And especially, like, if, uh, yeah, you know, I live here or whatever, and this is my thing, and on Wednesdays we pop down for the day (laughs) gamer. You can't do that anymore. No. It's a whole other thing, because you got to go, woo socks. Woo socks. Yeah, I mean, and this problem isn't unique to Pawtucket now. I mean, MLB has a plan to acts at least 40 minor league teams i mean that's a lot of community building that's a lot of jobs that's a lot of entertainment and 40 teams are going to go under and that's got to be financial right that's got to be just because they're, they're they're not cutting it financially right or what, what do you I mean, from, from what i understand the problem it's a uh, a quality standard issue Minor League Baseball is supposed to improve its facilities for the players. It was part of the collective bargaining agreement, and uh, MLB hasn't held up their end of it, and they think the best way to do that is cutting the teams by a quarter. So there's around 160 minor league teams, and they're going to do away with about 40 of them. That's a lot. And they want to improve the facilities and the travel arrangements and the gyms, et cetera, et cetera. Vital, you were here whenever, was it 2001? Is that when the Dukes from the Dodgers, is that right? Help me out with my timeline here. Uh, I believe, yeah, because it was two, 2004. And they went to the, Portland, uh, is that right? Yeah, I think they went to, to Portland. So there was a gap there, right? There was like a two-year gap or two something? Two years, yeah, what a couple was, years. How did that affect the city, Vital? How did... well, well, it was weird. I used to go to Dukes games, and I got hooked on Dukes games with a lava outfield. It was pretty cool, just, you know, and, and it was an L.A., you know, AAA affiliate. But um, it was weird not having minor league baseball, and the fans really craved it, and, and now it's just it's better than ever. So what, So I guess that's my question about the isotopes. Very and, strong product for sure. Yeah, because yeah. the isotopes are, like, it, I don't know if they're in the top 10 of minor league teams, but I assume they're in the top 15. they got to be in the top they've echelon. Been, I, they've been top 10 for a while. Oh, have they? Yeah. So, so what? what is the draw to bring like a team to an area then? Was it was it Albuquerque like clamoring for minor league well, baseball? you look at what Pawtucket, why are the people upset? Because they've had AAA baseball for years. Uh, just like here in Albuquerque, when you've had it for years and it's gone, it really changes the outlook on, hey, what's going on? We need that back. And it really – that's the only thing I could see why it makes it stronger than ever, Albuquerque, you know, uh, AAA baseball. I had to go on Wikipedia. Albuquerque's because, ranked number eight by attendance. Oh, okay. As far as the Portland stuff goes, it was 2001 according to their Wikipedia. Oh, okay. This is way before my time in Albuquerque. I've only been here Same. for a little bit. Yeah. Portland Beavers is what they were – in 2001, and then name. two years later, the Calgary Cannons moved to oh, Alberta right. yeah. to Albuquerque. 
and became the isotopes. So, all right. So let's say, let's say you're a, a an avid Boston Red Sox minor league baseball fan. Sure, I guess that's the thing. Like, is it? Are you able to like just bleed into the new team? Do you just absorb everything about it—the branding and the logoing and the new play and all that? Or is it a thing where where oh, I'm still a Duke? Always a Duke. Well, look at New Me- You know, this is a different sport, but look at New Mexico United, a brand new team, yes. a league that had never been in Albuquerque before. I think part of it is because there's just that big of a soccer fan base out here, and New Mexico United, to their credit, marketed very, they marketed very well, and hey, they actually had a great start to the season too. Playoff team. What what fans don't love winners? Yeah, I mean, come, let's 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 face it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're winning right off the bat. That's gonna help too, and yeah, then they, they you know they can't they kind of they had their struggles in the mid mid part of the season, but uh, I mean that's a good comparison right there. A, a brand new franchise, different sport rather, because I think it's safe to say baseball maybe out here in some ways is more popular than soccer, maybe at, at certain levels, maybe in high school, but uh, yeah, that's an, that's an interesting subject right there with how franchise starts. And how they keep it sustainable. Now, Brandon, do you think they'll get a stadium? I mean, there's talk about, you know, uh, of a new stadium being built. Is it? What do you? What are your thoughts? About well, I, th- I believe right now the stage that they're at is that they're presenting it to the state and they're trying to get some help from the state to get it done. Because I don't think they have the the private capital to make it happen mm-hmm. right. Because if they had the private capital, <clears throat> excuse me, if the ownership had fifty, whatever it is seventy million dollars, whatever they need, they had it. They'd be building it right now, but it's it's a tougher challenge for them to do it. The Rio Grande Valley Toros I covered in South Texas, their owner is one of the richest people in the in the country. He had the money to just make his own stadium right then and there. And he actually he actually owns a construction. His company. name is Stan Kroenke. Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, <clears throat> there are there are hula hoops they got to jump through right now, and and yeah, trying to get some state money is one they're trying to go through right now, and. I, I I think it's I think it's promising. I'm optimistic that the state could come in, but uh, but we'll see. They've only been around for one year, so and and, and the clock is kind of ticking too because the USL requires teams to have their own facility at, to a certain uh, by a certain timeline. So we'll see. The last thing I want to hit on before I let you guys go on this, and Van, thank you for taking the time today. Did you guys see the Woo Sox logo? No. Vital, no. Ooh, Van? No. Okay. Uh, it's the Red Sox B, but a W. It's Well, that is not correct. You actually saw. <laughs> this is a good guess. You actually saw the not terrible logo that the Woo Sox put out. Um, the Woo Sox, I'm fine with the name. I think it's adequate. Is I think the it, polar bear? Nope. Here it is. The Woo Sox logo, and we're going to tweet oh, this I out. I can see it with you from your phone. We're going to tweet this out on at AB, yellow guy. I got on, that right here too. At Talk ABQ, it's um, it's as if Pac-Man and the Walmart logo had like a bastard child and decided to put it into a baseball league. Mm. Like this is at or that's near good, the. That's the good visual you just painted. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, this yeah. is the worst logo I have seen. Looks like a large goober. It it. It is preposterous how bad this logo is. I think kids will find it cute, though. Yep. <laughs> I, th- I think I, I think I think kids will be like, oh, that's a cool. I want that shirt. I I told you guys I've been to at or near fifty, more likely greater, minor league, major league, and independent league baseball stadiums, and I have a hat from every single one, nice. and none of them with a logo as poor as this. Congratulations, River Bandits, R- Rapid City River Bandits. You've you've now you're no longer last. 
Woo Sox. Hmm. It's pretty bad. Van, are you going to make it home this week? Oh, I'm trying, man. They have they still haven't uh, had the um the guys come through the neighborhood and get rid of all the snow. There's still a foot and a half of snow as far as the eye can see, so your guess is as good as mine. Wow. Good luck on your trek home. Uh please don't text and drive. And also Brandon said he is willing to fill in full time, so it's fine. Just mm, negative. <laughs> all right, all right, I need to sleep on Saturdays, man. But but uh, but hey, man. Uh, yeah, get home safe, bud. And I hope to see you soon, dude. All right, sounds good. Thanks, dudes. Ben Nunley, everyone, co-host of ABQ Central, heard here weekly on ninety-five point nine FM and six in the Sports Animal. When we get back, we only got a couple minutes for the break. Again, sorry for running long. We'll wrap up that first hour. We're going to do some Lobo talk. Obviously, in the second hour, you're listening to the or excuse me, ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610 D, Sports Animal. So what happened was, Brandon, the Mandalorian took a bounty, because that's what Mandalorians do. But then the bounty... Turned out to be the story itself. Right. It's Baby Yoda. Let's not, let's not, no, I, you, you're going to spoil it. You're going to spoil it for anyone. It. It's a month in, guys. Yeah, but it's a streaming service. I've, like, I've now know. already paid my second mm. installment of Disney+. Yeah, Plus. You know what, though? When it comes to this, the Star Wars universe, if you're a fan of that universe, you've already, you already watched. You already you've at least watched a couple yeah. episodes, if not all of them. So. And if you've ever right, seen I'll, a I'll meme... There's memes. Oh my god! You can't go on Twitter anymore without, or social media in general, without memes of a, like a brand new show, brand new yeah, episode, no and getting kidding. man. Mo- I I hate that about social media. The spoil that should be like illegal. It's the most. You shouldn't ab- be able to spoil things no. for people. That ugh. yeah. So that is a pet peeve of mine for sure. I have a rule. It's steadfast. Spoil right away and feel no regret. Yep. Well, <laughs> I would throw you in social media jail if I could, the- my friend. And it's always like the, the meme is always the most important quote from the show, but it's out of context. Like you don't know it's important yet. I have spoken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a great one. It is that's, the one. Uh, oh my god, uh, his name the the character the guy who does that voice. Favreau. No, no, the the I have spoken. That that guy. What? You can't think of who it is. Uh, I'll look it up. The varsity from Blue, from Blue Chips. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. It's Nick Nolte, man. The varsity. Of disembodied voices. That's what I'm giving you before the end of the show today. Mm-hmm. Voices you know, but you don't have to see. The mm-hmm. varsity. Yeah. Disney. I, I, I only couldn't think of him for a second because I'm half asleep still. When I think but, of voices, how about the guys would usually say, in a world? Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Do we know his name? No. And that's why he's not on the list. I've seen stories on him, too. According to the texter, esports has already made 82 people millionaires. According oh, I, I would think it's can, more. Yeah, I would I, think it's I would more, too. man. If it's if it's as big as you guys talk about, I would think it would be more. I watched. I, I had Don I've had, LaFontaine. I think. Oh, uh-huh, Don LaFontaine. In a word. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Love that voice. Gotta love Google. I also love that voice. It's like the movie phone guy. You don't know about that. You're too young. You don't know movie phone guy. Yeah. You didn't. Know, you never called movie phone. No. No. Didn't get into that one. The uh, the thing to me that's so neat about like. Um, just real quick to go back to that esports stuff, is because it's such a passive medium to like absorb, you can do other things while you're doing it. Like I was I was literally just sick the other day, right? Hypothetically. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sick. I'm like, what am I gonna do? I like open up Steam on my computer and I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna play SimCity or whatever I got here. 
Anyways, is I, that still going? It's Sim like City? the newer one, whatever it's called. Another version. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna Google that. You should. I will send you a link. And as as this is happening, I'm like watching Disney Plus. I'm doing this thing, but I'm also like watching videos on how to build my Sim City because I have no idea how to build my Sim City. Like, you trying to dial it in? Trying to figure no, it out? No, what? I'm hearing, hearing Nirvana. Well, yes, as you should. Want okay, you cool. to stop talking. Got it. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was putting on my ear just to make sure yeah, we were both hearing that. If it's not breed, in, I don't care. In bloom. Ooh, that's my favorite. It's breed. so good. Vital. Best first hour you've ever had. <laughs> Where's the check? <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays, but <laughs> You listen to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Channel. It's Saturday. It's 7 a.m. This is ABQ Central with your hosts, Fred Slow and Van Nunley. All right, all right, all right, fire them up! And it starts right now on the Sports Animal. Van's not here. Oh, never shoot. Lived, never lived in Arizona. Yeah, I don't know. Who knew? Arizona gets snow. 505-246-0610. We're doing the varsity of disembodied voices. You're going to get that before the end of the day. Lobo talk. Big week in football here. A lot of news. A lot of happening. Final game of Bob Davies' tenure at UNM today at 2 p.m. at now the Stadium. Four, four days ago? Three four days ago? Tuesday? Tuesday? Mm, uh, Monday. I think it was Monday that the news broke. Tough year. You like to see the seniors go out on a winning note, right? Oh, man. You know, they've been – I think it's been seven losses in a row. And, ah, man – and at least four of them, maybe five of them, they've played just about good enough to win. Is you know, it's one couple games, it's turnovers. Another game, it's the other team got hot at the end. Right. Uh, and then some games, the quarterback play just wasn't there. And uh, man, it would be great to. And, and Tavaka Tuioti's not playing today. It's going to be the first start of Trey Hall's career. He looked good last week, I thought, coming in there, and he was aggressive. I'm excited to see him get an opportunity. He's been waiting for basically two full years. He had a, he redshirted last year, and, yeah, hopefully he can light it up. Uh, Utah State's still pretty good this year, not as good they as last got, year. Is Jordan Love still there, or did he he's move? Still, you know, he's still there. Oh, yeah. is he? Wow. Yeah. He was yeah. pretty good last year. Yeah, this, Utah State just hasn't been as good this year, so he's he's – his stock in in the NFL is probably yeah, they fell were down top a little 25 bit. last year. They were, but they you were. can really tell what quarterback play means to teams, right? NFL or college, if you don't right. have that solid quarterback, which I think has always been a been the issue, the quarterback situation in Davies' tenure, it's hard to get him to keep that option going. Even if you switch to a spread, mm-hmm. you still got to have that guy who can get you points in a hurry. That's a conversation I heard earlier this week. I was talking to some Loba fans, and they were talking about the importance of the. The triple option and the great history of it and how you can just convert back to this style of play and, and how it'll shake up and surprise and, and do all these things. Well, I don't know anyone outside of like Air Force and Georgia Tech. Like who's still I don't know who's still running it. I don't know who puts that kind of emphasis on it. I just I do- thought I thought that was Brandon, I thought that was their identity though. I what, mean, what's it, that? Uh, the, the 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 triple option that the UNM ran and they just try to diversify and try to you know, extend it, kind of. Yeah, they really, they re- they've really gone away from it since I've been here the last two seasons with uh, the offensive coordinator they had last year. He he went away from it, and then Joe Daly, who they brought in this year from Liberty, yeah, has really I, really gone more to the spread well, and, and a more traditional running game. That's how I feel because I I don't recognize it as their core offense. I mean, obviously you have you have you have examples of everything in an offense that you run, but I don't recognize it as as what they're out there to do, but. 
like I said, this in this, Lobo talk is a regular talk throughout the town all week. Like this is a a sediment I've heard from people and, and Coach Davy and what was it eight seasons and and his record was thirty five and sixty something like that. I think thirty five sixty three off the top of my oh, head. There you go. I believe so. So like it's it's really tough to say, hey, you know, over the course of this, if we'd have stuck with just one thing or if we didn't, because there were so many obstacles and there were so many, well, and, and let's be real honest, at least in the one year that I've really covered Lobos this year, hardships. I mean, this has been a heavy-hearted team. This has been a team that's just battled through so much. Like you said, 2-0 and start to seven consecutive losses, all the things outside the field. Um, it's incredible to me to be at this point where we are now, because I don't think if you'd asked me, Eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago, ten weeks ago, what this would have been. There's literally no way you could have predicted this. No. No. And and Coach Davey, you know, coming over from Notre Dame and having all this um, air and excitement and, and express about him, the next hire I think can't be that same kind of pedigree. I think it has to be like a different kind of coach, a different kind of, hey, I'm a guy maybe from like a Texas or a California or Arizona that can recruit from here and that can bring in these talents and can do stuff because this New Mexico Lobo team is not necessarily New Mexico players. This New Mexico Lobo team is guys brought in where where there is a large talent pool. So I think you have to find like like that new fit. And I know there are some names out there, but I think you have to find someone that's going to do it a little more grassroots, I think, than than – the Arizona State defensive coordinator, right, Brandon? Uh, he Danny, Danny Gonzalez. Is he from yeah, here? he's from he's from here. Went to UNM, worked under Rocky Long when Rocky Long was the head coach here, and then went then worked with him at San Diego State. Now at Arizona State with Herm Edwards. You know, I think all the stuff you're saying is true, but I think recruiting is a big one too. You got to just recruit better. Yeah. And Bob Davey didn't, didn't since I've been here hasn't shied away from the from where they've had to recruit in the JUCO system and and the struggles they've had recruiting. And the some people have made – I've heard make a big deal of the players that have left New Mexico gone on a bit to – I've heard that, Like a yeah. Zach Gentry went to Michigan. But that's – there's not that many of those. There's There's a handful of those throughout the years that have gone away. But I think whoever comes in next – has to own New Mexico, and they have to just recruit better everywhere. That's where it all starts because that's something that's happening all year. That's not just during the football season. The best coaches in every sport are recruiting all year long. So can they get better recruiting, and then can they get a great culture right off the bat? You're a guy who's lived in Southern California. Yeah. You're a guy who's lived in parts of Texas. Yes. Does Albuquerque seem like an island to people who live in those parts of the country, does it seem like it's so far and distant and exotic? Or does it seem like, yeah, you know what? My cousin plays down there. Let's go out and support. Let's go out and watch. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's New Mexico in general is one of those states where people only know so much from afar. And you can only get a good idea of what it's like until you actually come to New Mexico. I'm the same way. I've got to be honest. Before I took the job, I didn't know much about Albuquerque outside same. of Breaking Bad. Yeah, same. I just didn't. It was That's just the truth. Is it Santa Fe? Maybe a little bit. Las Cruces more so because I've covered uh, the WAC a lot with UTRGV, they, who, who plays in the WAC with New Mexico State. You just you, It's one of those states you just don't know until you come to it how great of a place it is. Oh, I agree. And I, and I think someone like Danny Gonzalez, whether he, he's certainly a candidate. There's There's no... That's not a secret. He's a candidate, and there's going to be other candidates that are going to come out. But if you can get a guy like him who's from here, 
that knows what this place is like. Bob Davey came here probably not knowing much about New Mexico, learned on the fly, and sold to recruits on the fly what this is like, and did a great job early on. You know, got them to back-to-back bowl games. You got to give won a bowl game, right? They won a bowl game, the New Mexico Bowl. And you got to give him a lot of credit for the things he did well here. And the th- and, you know when things got to the to the point where it was the thing was nine and four, Mike. That was their that was their best season, nine and three, nine and four. Yeah, nine and four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, give him tons of credit for the things that he c- accomplished. And obviously, the last three years did not go the way uh, that anyone wanted. But you got to bring in someone that's going to bring a fresh start. And I guess knows how to recruit wherever he is. Whether you know whether it's someone like Danny Gonzalez that's from here or someone else, they got this has got to be able to recruit. And the best with, coaches are the best recruiters. And engage with the community. I think there was talk that maybe you know there wasn't that that strong community support for the team, and maybe that the coach could you know the next coach has to get out there in the community more. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, you you got to have a strong. Uh, strong, strong relationships and networks in your own state. That's for sure got to happen right away. I mean, yeah, I think that would be be very beneficial. But again, it it all starts with recruiting, and you got to face facts. If you're you're the coach of the New Mexico Lobos, you have to recruit really well outside of New Mexico. Obviously, you'd like to in New Mexico, too, but you got to recruit really well outside as well. I am not one to be critical of a lot of collegiate sports programs. I recognize the difficulty in them even existing. With that said, the two and a half years I've lived in New Mexico, um, the athletic department has been a sports story here at, in, at the University of New Mexico. Right. With that said, Vital, you were here all week. Is there a vibe, is there a feeling from – from Albuquerque and the fan base here at 610, the sports animal, on this $800,000 buyout? I think there's a lot of apathy toward the program just in general. But, uh, you know, the the I mean, he had, what, 2021 is when his contract, right, Brandon? Is yeah, I think it would have been next season that it would have yeah, been his last year. I think year. if you want to start fresh and kind of get a new fresh start, and, and to me just inject some enthusiasm, Brandon, would you agree? I think you have to kind of start over. But, uh, you know, the $800,000, that's not going to go I, away. I, think, I, I mean, think it's because it's been three years now mm-hmm. where things have gone the way they are. Right. I think it's almost like a three-strike policy maybe, you know. One year, okay. Two years. And you had tons of injuries last year. Okay. This let's, year? Let's, let's, let's make it go. The, you know, the, let's, let's, let's not do this three years in a row. And When you're not seeing a lot of fans did. in the stands, I think that's a, a Oof. key. Yes, Yes, because I mean, football drives a lot of college athletic d- departments. Right, absolutely. Yeah, the attendance uh, ha- and that's gotten a lot of media attention. It's historically, has been a low for for football for sure. And uh, I think other sports, the, the attendance have been a, a bit lower too. Sure. Um, but uh, I mean, football when you're when it's that. Bringing in that much money with uh, these, you know, these cash, uh, these check games you're getting with, you know, like this year was Notre Dame and next year would be USC and Mississippi State. When you're when you're bringing in this money, you can't be losing money when you come home. That you can't be losing as much money as they've been losing, and that's you know, it, it, maybe it's fair, maybe it's not fair. But who, the next coach that comes in, that's gonna be on on him too. To bring in more fans, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's not necessarily his job. You know, he's his job is to go recruit and put a great football team on the field. 
You know, it's not his job to go around town telling everyone to come to the game, but it's probably going to be on his plate the first year. And that and that's part how, of the how, how many more fans can you bring in? Yeah. Well, and that's part of the sell cuz no matter what you're going to get a bump. No matter what you're going to get that excitement. You would, no matter- think, you would think so, especially if it's Danny Gonzalez, especially because he's got great ties right. in Albuquerque and I would think throughout New Mexico and you know, just more on his recruiting, the places he's coached uh, like San Diego State and Arizona State, he knows how to recruit the same area that New Mexico recruits as far as Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and California is the big hotbed. Cal- right. There's more Californians on this New Mexico football team than any other state, and it's really not it's not that close. So mm-hmm. you know he knows how to recruit California, they too. They recruit Texas pretty well, too. Texas, here, for right? sure. Yeah. Texas, for sure, too. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I think change is necessary. Do I have a level of excitement about it? I can't necessarily say that I have that, though, because I thought, um, at least, like I said, in my very short tenure here in New Mexico, that a lot of the right pieces were in place. So I'm very surprised that it didn't work out the way the Lobos had envisioned it working out. Tavaka Tuioti is the big one that comes to my mind. Uh, D- Bob Davey and his staff have been so high on him from the the second they recruited him, and he wasn't even a full-time quarterback in high school, mm-hmm. but he's... You can see the talent. You can see the arm strength and his running ability. And, man, this year just was not his year. When he, when he finally got on the field and had these four or five games in a row, um, that, that was a huge setback for the Lobo offense. And really for the team, if he would have played up to his ability, they probably would have at least two or three more wins. The, the, yeah, the definitely quarterback play hurt, and uh, no one's more upset about that than Tavaka. Yeah. And this one's obviously developing, and, and we're going to have more about it as, it as it occurs throughout this winter and then obviously into spring, and, and they'll have something lined up before spring practices and all of that. Let's grab a break. When we get back, we're going to do Lobo basketball talk. Uh, we'll come back. I'll give you the update. Uh, week four, the Bull Snakes was last week. Big win for the Bull Snakes. So we'll just put a couple minutes into that, too, because uh, I'm really enjoying their product. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. little housekeeping before we get back to it. Van sent me a text because I think we cut him off too soon. Van would like to send a shout out to his cousin Jamie Ramirez of Portales High. Ooh, is he on the is, is he still, is, is he still in high school or is he uh, is he with the Rams at all? Yeah, he's with the Rams. He coaches. Nice, yeah. There Ram, you go. Rams and Bobcats out at Bloomfield, That's one p.m. state championship. That's gonna be a four A game. It's going to be a good one. Fun little exciting dealy. Brandon, who do you like in today's games? Ooh, boy. Going to do that to me now. I was waiting for it. Okay. If I had to pick, um, Cleveland, you know, they pulled away to beat Rio Rancho last time. Going away. And it was at Rio Rancho like it will be today. And, I mean, I'm going to have to give the Storm the slight edge. I think it's going to be – I'm going to be at that game. I think it's going to be very – very, very close. Would not be shocked to see Rio Rancho win. They've beat, they just came off beating Volcano Vista, who has beat everybody this year. So, but if I have to pick, I'm going to go Storm. I'll give them a slight edge. In the 5A game, Roswell has dominated everyone the last two years, and they've beaten Los Lunas the last five times. So you have to give them the edge. In the 4A game, Bloomfield hasn't won since 1966, a state championship. Portales, last one in 2016. Man, their defense is good. But I'm going to give Bloomfield the edge. And then 
uh, Socorro, Hope Christian. You know what? I'm going to go with the Huskies. They're probably not the favorite. Uh, Socorro's played so, so well. They got some Cinderella they stories. Got, they got some playmakers on Socorro just, just from watching their game film. Man, they got some playmakers, but it would be a huge upset, I think, just because they're going on the road, too. But you know what? I'll go Huskies. So. Yeah, I, I see some of their highlights on your show, and they're pretty good. Uh, Socorro? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. They really are. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, they're going to be tough to beat, but I'll go with the underdog on that one. I'll go Huskies. So there's your expertise, New Mexico. Uh, almost went straight chalk, did Brandon Ortega, until the upset there at the end. So it's going to be a good little high school football game uh, day, excuse me, championship day. Uh, last week, the Bull Snakes hosted the Las Vegas Royals. Big win for the Bull Snakes at home, triumphing 105-102 over what I'm assuming is the hated, heated rivalry of the Las Vegas Royals in their first season. So my boy Devin Williams, though, 32 points. Kid can hoop. Former Lobo. Kid can hoop. He cut the braids off. Doing the, oh, got the fade now. That, that's, that's always a big change. I, that, you you, go, I used to have braids, and then when you cut them, People are like, whoa. All right. I'm just kidding. I never had braids. Going to need to provide a picture of that. It'd be like James Franco in uh, Spring Breakers if I had braids. It'd, it, it'd be weird. I only know of that from the Bob – not Bob Ross. That's a painter. From the – what's the guy's name? Jim Ross that does all – not Jim Ross. That's the WWE announcer. What is the name of the guy <laughs> the, the that does all the roast on Comedy Central? Oh, gosh. You, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Roastmaster. Yes. Jim. Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross. There we go. Jeff Ross, man. I was going to get there. 505-246-0610. I don't watch enough Comedy Central. Hey, where did Jeff Ross come into that? Oh, because he had the, the he weird had the grip. cornrows. That's yeah, the yeah, uh, at, the, at the James Franco roast. Which I, uh, and I don't know any James Franco movies at all. What? Like, I don't watch uh, movies. Spider-Man? He was in the Spider-Man movies. I do. No, no, no. He was in the original ones. Well, yeah. The, with the, Tobey Maguire. So I just had this talk the other day. Just because it was the first one doesn't make it the better one. Like, I need mm. whatever version of whatever it is. I so, like the newest version the best. You have to. It's not even close. It's it, the best. It, it is. Uh, it's, and I know some diehard Spider-Man fans. Right. I know some hardcore Peter Parker fans. And I've heard these movies are the way that Spider-Man movies are supposed to be. No. They're supposed to be what they are now. That's what I'm saying. That the current ones with Tom Holland, so good. They're, they're yeah. I've heard from the hardcores. This is what we've been hoping for for years to good. get from Spider-Man movies. Yeah. So the original, not important to me. The one that goes over, that's the important one to me. I don't like. There was a there was a Nature Boy. Excuse me. There was a Nature Boy before Ric Flair was the Nature Boy, but the Ric Flair one counts. Like that's the way it works. It's mm-hmm. just that's the law. The one that hit. It's the one that hit. Loba basketball is hitting right now on not just one, two, three, four, but all cylinders. Um, I know Vital just stepped out for a second. Sorry about your Badgers, friend. <laughs> this Lobo Badgers. team, they can go. This is an up and down the court kind of team. Six and two. A lot of people were curious coming into this year. What was Jaquan Lyle going to look like? Sure. Off a of torn Achilles. And that guy is the real deal. You ever seen an Achilles injury? You ever see what it does? Uh, you will, Kevin Durant yeah, in the playoff. Oh. I've, I've never, I've never seen a more up and close look. Nor did I want to see a more up and close look. And oof, yeah, man. Oh, I can't. I, I've had a, a, I've tore a plantar fasciitis before. That's disgusting. That's extremely painful. All right, but no, I, I, I've heard Achilles is much worse. It roll, it will roll up your leg. That is, they have to pull it down. 
Right. Oh God, I, yeah, I don't want to think about it anymore. Right. This Lobo team though is is out and running, and and we were speaking with Rob Portnoy last week, and he was saying, "Don't be surprised." He's like, "Don't be UTEP and Wisconsin." Voice of the Lobos. Yeah, the voice. The voice of the Lobos. Of the Lobos. But I mean, even against that Badgers team last uh, three four days ago, they went in the half up ten, right? Like, I mean, right. this is right cruising. This is a team that's getting out and doing it, and and I'm kind of surprised. I know that's not fair to excited Lobo fan, but I didn't see it coming. Pleasant surprise for sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought that they had more talent this year just on paper because, I mean, look, you have four guys that that were top 100 recruits out of high school that went elsewhere and then end, ended up coming here. So just on paper, you knew that they had more talent, but would it come together? And you're, and you're bringing in four essentially three of those guys into the mix this year because they sat out last year. Mm-hmm. So that that's tough to do to bring three rotation players into the mix. And, yeah, they got out to, what was it, the 4-0 start, if you count the Eastern New Mexico game. And then it was like, oh, man, then they lost at UTEP. And that was one you knew they should have won. Like, they, they, they just they weren't executing down the stretch. And then they they get the huge win at New Mexico State, which I was huge. able to go. I was yeah. able to go to that one. Oh, there you go. And hostile. I mean, even though the crowd wasn't necessarily as big as last year, still a hostile environment. A team that had your number in recent years, uh, particularly since Paul Weir's been the head coach of the Lobos. That was a huge win. And uh, and then they lose to Auburn, who's a top twenty-five team coming off a Final Four run, and, and got they got right off the court in, in Brooklyn. And they bounce back and beat Wisconsin. And look, Wisconsin's not the the team, the Bo Ryan teams of the past, yeah, but it's down. still, but it's still Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. it's still Wisconsin. And you're and you're in Brooklyn, and you played the day before. That's a good, really good win. Will it will it do a lot for your pen palm, whatever it's called, uh, for your NCAA tournament resume down the stretch? I don't know about that, mm-hmm. but it's still a huge confidence booster for this team. As I mean, it's crazy to say Wednesday they're going to open up conference. Right against Boise State, who's coming to the pit, and that's uh, after they play Mon- <coughs> Excuse me, they play Montana on Sunday. So exciting times for sure. There's you've seen more from this year's team at this point than he did last year, and there's a lot of optimism that they're going to compete for a Mountain West title this year. No doubt about it. So I and obviously we're we're predicting way too far ahead, but. How many teams does the Mountain West put into the tournament this year, right? Like, like this isn't a a power four, five, six kind of conference. How many teams do you got to win the tournament? Or is there going to be a plus one? I mean, are we are we even going to think there's going to be a plus two from the conference? Well, right now, Utah State's played. <coughs> they're the only ranked team in the Mountain West right now. They're, they were ranked 15th going into last night. They're the only team that if they keep playing well enough into conference – the resume is probably going to be good enough to make the tournament without winning their conference tournament. I don't think Nevada will be as strong as they have the last couple of years. Brandon Wright, even though Alford's taking over, I think they'll be competitive. But I think San Diego State, UNL, San Diego State will be one of the top teams. Oh, man, I, I watched San Diego State a bit play Iowa last night in the midst of our, our game day madness. And, yeah, they look good. They got some good shooters. They got some real athletic guys down low. I think it's going to be... I mean, and this was what the preseason poll was ranked by the media. It's going to be a Utah State, San Diego State, UNM race. And I think everyone else is a a step behind. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, when you you talk about Nevada and Steve Alford, he's starting new. 
you know, at Nevada. And uh, that's a that's that's going to be a challenge for him to get it up there probably in another year or two. For, for But you know Steve Alford's a great coach. He'll get it going. I just don't think it'll be this year. When speaking about Loba basketball, we almost should have said men's basketball to, to emphasize where we're going because this women's basketball team for the Lobos, 6-1 right, right. or something? And- They're 6-1. They split their uh, tournament in Cancun, Mexico. They spent Thanksgiving. Hard life. In Cancun, Mexico. While people were shoveling snow out here, they're 85 degrees enjoying this. Hopefully enjoying the beach a little bit after their games because they had early games. Right. Uh, but, yeah, this is an awesome team. And, and, and on top of the great start, now they got Asia Robertson, the reigning newcomer of the year in the Mountain West last she year. She had a really good game. And, and, and they're, and they're going to ease her in. She's coming off a torn ACL. They're gonna, they, they've, I think she played 15 minutes in the first game, around that in the second game. Once she is a full go, they're going to be scary for sure. But, but, it, but she's not ready to go – 30 minutes yet, and they're playing Boise State this week. So that's going to be a tough one on the, the road. Well, they just had two tough ones, um, obviously falling just short of West Virginia and what was um, well, just the worst shooting night they had had all year. But Missouri is always strong in women's basketball. They took Missouri. They went to the tournament last year. Yeah, went to the tournament last year. And this is a team that is so far, you know, kissed 80 or come close to it, you know, most games, except for that tough loss to West Virginia. And this is a team that I think, and it's really unique in women's basketball, can they flirt with the century mark? Is this a 100-point team? Maybe not every night. Hold on. Absolutely not every night. But, I mean, it's fun to see a women's team that can get up and down the court and score in that amount, that capacity. Because then, now now I'm watching for, like, other reasons. Now I'm watching for not just the wins, but I'm watching for, like, the execution of the gameplay and Mm -hmm. and the coaching behind it. And and it's – if you're going to draw me in women's basketball, which I'll be honest with the listener, has not historically drawn me in. But if women's basketball is going to draw me in, you got to do something that's like real special. And this team looks like they might be on the path of doing something well, well, real they're, special. They're so fun to watch just from play the standpoint. A fun brand of exactly. Yeah. They play up and fast, down. man. They play. They're, they're one of the up. fastest teams. Yeah, and, 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 and they are probably the fastest team in the conference, one of the fastest teams in the country when you have Asia Robertson a full go. But even without her, they started the year 5 and 0. And you've gotten great play from Jayla Everett, who was the freshman of the year last year in the Mountain West. She is someone that, when it's all said and done, will probably go down as one of the best Lobo basketball players in the school's history. And that says a lot mm-hmm. because they've had some really, really good ones, and Jason Nunn being one of them last year who graduated. And then you have – One of the rising stars uh, is the uh, guard, sophomore guard, uh, Shai Magruder. Yeah. Well, she, yeah like Magruder – Eight, eight uh, steals yesterday. She can kind of play everywhere. Yeah. yeah, she had eight steals, 16 points in yesterday's loss. Uh, she's someone that's getting more opportunity because Jason Nunn has graduated – and uh, yeah, they got some great shooting. Elise Hurst is probably the best three-point shooter in the conference, and she's just, she's only a sophomore. She's getting better. Uh, Jaden De La Serda, a Roswell Antonio product. Anderson. Antonio Anderson is playing really well to start the year. Bridie Kennedy Habuate, who transferred from Iowa State, is getting. She's they've they've had to kind of mix her in. It's not hasn't been a super smooth start, but she can really shoot from downtown, and she's a big. Uh, this is a team with a ton of talent. And you can go down the, the I think they go about nine deep right now, maybe ten deep sometimes. Yeah, I think it's like and nine. Yeah, it's it's a deep roster and uh, they're they're still kind of figuring it out and they're six and one. So yeah, they're 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 they have potential to, to do some noise again in, in the conference. So you're the best in the business, Brandon. This is why you were the you knew about the tenth man 
on the women's basketball team. You're the best in the business. It's more, it's more in my beat. Uh, the Lobo Insider, Lee Faria, oh def- definitely breaks it down with the men, but I've, I've been trying to keep up with the ladies. You're not keeping up. You're setting the standard. I'm trying. Bringing it a whole nother level here. When we get back, I'm going to tell you who Josh Shaw is and what he did that was so bad. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. It's 8.30 on a Saturday morning. We're going to hit the Nirvana hard. Ooh. Don't reset your clocks. It's 8.36. (laughs) I almost thought that was No Doubt in the beginning. It had the same same start as a No Doubt song, and then bam, Nirvana. I have been walking into Spiderwebs. Leave a message, and I'll call you back. Yeah, I thought it was Spiderwebs for a second. Not the Nirvana fan you thought you were. It was just the beginning of it. Give me a break. It starts the exact same way as Spiderwebs. Actually, it does. Not making the varsity of disembodied voices. Play Spiderwebs right now, Mike, and show Fred. <laughs> so he forgot about it. We here's how we're so radio is not as clean as you think it is. It isn't. It's not just queued up to play. You have to go. You have to find it. There's going to be an ad beforehand. You got to mute that. It's a whole production, and by the end of it, it wasn't even worth the effort. You got mail is not going to make my disembodied voices. I'm just letting you know. It's not going to be one. Okay. Learned about Josh Shaw yesterday. He had, a, he had like a Mike Jones kind of thing for me. Who? Josh Shaw is a currently injured reserve, I guess currently suspended, defensive back for the Arizona Cardinals. Who? We don't have any numbers yet. No figures. There's no numbers. But is allegedly... Well, I guess actually convictedly been vet, been betting on professional football. I think so. This is according to the ESPN report. Uh, so he was in Las Vegas with some buds as a young adult would be. Yes, and went to the sports book as, as people do in Las Vegas so every day. If you're between 21 and 45, you go to the sports book in Las Vegas and while you're there, legal, and it's legal there. Okay, but. If you play for an NFL team, you're not allowed to bet on any NFL games. I think it's just NFL games. You can't yeah. bet. You can bet on the NBA, right. you can okay. bet on MLB, whatnot, college football even, I think you could. Which you would probably even have a connection to and maybe right. some quote-unquote insider information. I think that's why the NFL fears the fact of players trying to throw games and that's why they don't allow right. them. Right. So, yeah, he goes to Las Vegas and put down – we don't know the amount of money. Not not five dollars. It's what, not a ten dollar parlay. You know what? If he's being suspended <laughs> for about a year and a half for a five dollar bet, that would be insane. But I think it's safe to say it was more than that. And doesn't uh, the NFL have investments in FanDuel and DraftKings? So isn't this kind of I know this is a bit hypocritical. But I think there's. I mean, it's not. I think there are strict rules when you're a player. In a league, you cannot bet on that league, whether it's a team uh, that's you don't play on or a team you may not even face. There's just it's a it's a flat out rule you can't bet. And he and apparently he did. Apparently there's enough evidence that he did, and he's appealing it. We do know this. He's appealing this ruling, the suspension. Yeah, you haven't seen this in 36 years in the NFL. Uh, we were just we were just reading about that right now. It's 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 almost never happened in the NFL. Thirty six years ago, Art 
Schlichter, oh, who was a quarterback of the Baltimore Colts, bet his three hundred and fifty thousand dollars signing bonus on football games. Pro football games. It just says football games, but it had to have been the NFL because why, why else would he get in trouble? So let me ask you this, Pete Rose. So he he was betting on MLB games and he was betting on on Reds games. Did you do you know this off the top of your head, Fred? Yes. When he got into the whole ordeal, and he was banned for life. Correct. There's two I think hard opinions on this, and I'm going to lead you down one path, and then I'm going to bring you back. Let's do it. Number one. The NFL's real problem here, because the NFL's not dumb, like Vital just mentioned. Mm, that's our, that's debatable in some <laughs> in some aspects. FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, uh, Bodog, the fan, the fan, all the fan all of them stuff. run the list. Right? Yeah. The problem the NFL has with betting on the NFL is that the NFL is not the house. The NFL doesn't want you to go to third party whatever. The NFL wants to be the house. Don't for a second think that they don't want to run their own bet because they do. Right. I, before the time you and I get done watching sports, we will have an officially NFL licensed blah 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 app for betting on official NFL games. That's good. Ha- it's going to happen, no doubt. Real quick, fantasy football. NFL players across the league admit to participating in fantasy football. So, is this not betting because they're not necessarily putting money in this league? That's a. Qu- I just thought of that off the top, right, right now, like. There's a lot of fantasy football players that play in the NFL. They must not be putting money into this league. Well, I don't think the NFL is going after into their respective fantasy football leagues. No, no, they're not going after office pool leagues. They're not. That's not the life. But that's betting. Understood. No, I'm saying. You know, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. If, if an NFL player puts ten dollars on their league, it's still technically betting. The NFL is not so dumb to think of their 32 teams that encompass 52 regular squad players plus 10 practice squad squares players, all the support staff that goes along with hundreds and hundreds of players yeah. in their league. Right. They don't for a second think that Josh Shaw is the one guy doing this. Josh Shaw has done something egregious. He has put an amount of money that we will eventually find out. Right. On this thing, and what that does is that changes the dynamic. You, it changes. Who's involved? Did you, he played at Florida. He played at USC. How many guys in the NFL is he tied into? A lot. A lot. He is currently on the injured reserve. He has nothing but time and opportunity to, to literally get rolled. And if you're not familiar with the betting world, which, by the way, there's a betting world everywhere. There's one here in Albuquerque. I knew about it before I had a full-time job before here. Before the town. sports book. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's... It's a thing where if you make poor decisions and if you can't come even on funds or you're going to get influenced by those, this is real. Yeah, but he hadn't been around the team all year, so mm-hmm. and how, how much is he – I mean, all that information that he probably has is publicly available for just all of us average Joes, too. Yeah. I don't, I don't think well, he's got any information that would be different. Let me it's, tell you. Here's why it's different, though, Mike, because – and I'm sorry to cut you off. Let's say you and I work for Coca-Cola. We can buy stock in Pepsi. We absolutely can. Now, the FCC will tell you at a certain level of employment, you can't. The FCC will tell you at a certain level of employment that you can't buy X amount of stock in a competitor because they know you have an opportunity to know something else. And that's the idea here. It's not that, you know, the odds are he's just a dumb. You remember the story when he claimed he jumped out the window to save his nephew or whatever at USC? Like, he's obviously not the smartest guy in the world, but that's not the point. The point is he's, he's, um, he's like a cog in a gear. That, that is corrupted, and someone's going to be able to get to that. And I think that's 
where the big issue is and what the NFL has to do is they have to create a penalty. And this is, I'm sorry it took so long to come back full circle to your Pete Rose question. You have to create a penalty that's so strong that you're not willing you have to, to make an example. Yeah, to waste your salary on a bet because that's what this is. You ever been at the office, Brandon, and like, um, like somebody donates something, right? It's a gift basket or something, right? Well, you're not going to walk out with that gift basket because it's not worth your salary. Like it's not, hey, these are nice uh, Beats by Dre headphones. Well, I'm not going to walk out with them. It's not worth my salary. And that's the same idea here with the NFL where it's Josh Shaw was this worth your worth your salary? Like and and it's not. And I and I think in a year and a half suspension, no one's gonna bring him back. February twenty twenty one. He was already a, a fringe guy to begin with. He was not like you know, he was a key contributor, uh, you know, franchise player by any means. When you do something like this, it just completely tarnishes your reputation. No, how do you do it as yourself? How do you not do it as as you know Manti Teo's girlfriend? Like, how do you not like create like a a way to represent it to where it's not you? If I want to bet on something, I'm an NFL player. I got a cousin. Like the loot. Like <laughs> you know, just thinking about logistically, you're in Vegas. Have your buddy do it. Have your buddy do it. <laughs> Give your buddy whatever yeah. hundred bucks. What about whatever he wants has been? I'm Give good it to your for buddy it. And put it in your buddy's name. I don't know, man. It's it's, it's it's just not smart. It's not smart at all. And but unfortunately, and I'm being very. If you are listening to this program right now, and you're between the ages of 21 and 45, I know for a fact you put skin on a game. I have no doubt that you have done that. If you haven't, call me. Tell me I'm a liar. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. I, I'm more worried about the refs throwing games than I think players. The, what's the NBA guy's name? Um, McDonough or something Yeah. Like that. that happens. That 100% happens. Mm-hmm. It has happened. Yep. Also, become the become the first player since the Black Sox to start throwing, at least publicly be known to throw games. You are literally in trouble. You are literally going to be threatened, harassed, possibly hurt. By those people, because there's so much actual money on this thing. I just don't want to hear about the NFL, the integrity of the league, of right. gambling. My word. These guys are making right. money like crazy, and it's a lot of it on gambling and revenue. Mm-hmm. You bet on games? You don't tell me. Tell me off air. Um, no, no, I've never. But I, well, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I was at the sports book not that yeah. long ago. I stayed at Santa Ana Star uh, Casino not That's that nice long place. ago. Nice oh, it was lovely. Yeah. Had a nice uh, getaway with my lady. And uh, yeah, I didn't even bet that night. I was huh? I was totally free to do it. Yeah, I just I don't feel like I'm smart enough to do it. The most fun I've ever had. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too chicken. I'll, I'm afraid I'm gonna lose it. The, this is the quickest story I've ever told. I'm in Vegas uh, playing roulette. I'm up a thousand bucks playing roulette. It's the best night of roulette I've ever had in my entire life. Nice, great. Go straight to the sports book at the Bellagio. Put a thousand bucks down that I oh just won, God. not my money. Team USA versus Team Japan, Women's World Cup soccer. I take a nagger, right? So then. They Japan ends up winning a penalty kicks at the end. I lose my thousand bucks. Yeah, but it was the greatest g- game I had ever watched because I had a thousand bucks on it. Oh my like, God. and I'm not a thousand bucks guy. Right. I'm a I'm a regular guy. Right. Yeah. I I'm still like, think about it. If I were to, I would be like fifty. That that'd be a lot for me too. This was play money because I'd accidentally want to do that. Five dollars. <laughs> yeah. Man. Get excited for women's World Cup soccer. That was whenever I did the one time. We get back because I know you've been waiting. What's going on in Dallas, guys? This NFL is where you got a first place team. Apparently, your coach has got to go. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610D.
them boys, America's team, they're going to get rid of their first place head coach. <laughs> what is what is this? <laughs> Ooh, from the texter. The Bull Snakes will be at Petland, the pet store today, for a meet and greet, 10 to noon. So there you go. Get on down. Get on down. Check out some hoopsters. When your team's in first place, the first thing you do is say to fire your coach, right, Vital? Oh, my God. Do you? The, the, the <laughs> NFC East is the only division that would be in first. That's the thing. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, they're in first place, but only because they're in the NFC East and because every team is struggling and the Eagles are injury-ridden right now. They're not even a wild card. The Giants and Redskins are going to be probably in the top five, top seven picks of the draft next year. You're supposed to be in first place right now, and you're supposed to be you're supposed to have a huge lead. You only, you're only up half a game right now. That's and if the Eagles win, all of a sudden you're in a tie for first place, and you're you're really sweating. Uh, they're just not gonna they're not gonna get rid of them. I'm just gonna let you know. Well, not in the regular season. Jerry Jones came out the other day. Like he is our head coach. We're not gonna make any decisions until after the year. And hopefully there's no decision to be made. Hopefully we win a Super Bowl. That's, he said something along those lines. They're not winning a Super Bowl, man. They, they, they can't beat any team that has a winning record right now. That's just that's just what they are. They can beat the, the bad teams, but they can't beat the good teams. I am, that's why they're 6-6. Six and six. I'm really sorry to Dallas fan to lose in Albuquerque because you're listening to this right now and this is going to break your heart. Congrats to your parents on enjoying them in the early 90s. But that's all that was. Like this is, and it was actual hype. I mean, that's three super, that's three championships. That's in four years. Oh my gosh! Those? Yeah, like that. That is the most unreal run you're gonna see. And I'm glad that you got to grow up watching your parents enjoy that. But the many years of the Dallas Cowboys since then, they're just pedestrian, and that is a fair assessment. So if you have this expectation that you sitting in first place is not going to be good enough. Luckily, your division's bad. You're still in first place. This is what your team is. It's not better. It's not worse. It's This is literally it. And if you think you're going to replace your coach and that's going to save the day, it's not. And do you remember the rub he got when he came in, Brandon? So whenever uh, <clears throat> whenever Jason Garrett came in, the rub was like Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells was like, Jason Garrett can do it. You mean, he spent like uh, 20 minutes in Miami with Nick Saban, and they were like, he knows it. He play, He went to Princeton. Well, I mean, you got—you literally already got the guy who had the best resume, Dallas. However many years ago that was, and Dallas made him become a loser. And there's something to be said about how media friendly he's been. And oh yes, uh, even though he's yeah. a bit of a robot, he's a pushover the, for the, Jerry Jones. Yeah, he's a bit of a robot post game, whether they win or lose. Says the same thing over and over. You know, I kind of want to take a slight step back from saying that the Cowboys cannot beat the teams with winning records. Because here, here, here's a fact right here. Just looking at the score of the games they've lost. They lost by two points to the Saints. They lost by two points to the Jets, and that was ugly. They lost by four points to the Vikings. And they lost by four points to the Patriots. So, look, you're one possession away from being, that would be 10-2 and two in, in those games. It's a bit... It, the gap between the Cowboys and, and the the teams that are for sure going to be in the playoffs, it's not that big. They're not that far behind. Now, are they, far, that, are they a step back because of coaching? Are they a step back because Dak Prescott is not performing in the games that they're losing? 
I think it's a combination of those two things for sure. Because Dak Prescott, this is he is playing for a big contract. Yes, right now. Some people think it's a done deal. He's gonna get the contract. I happen to think that's not the case. I think the Cowboys are still. I think there's they're just as much on the. They're probably even more on the fence about Dak Prescott than they are about Jason Garrett. I've had I've done this talk multiple times. A multiple. I'd love to hear I, what people think about Dak Prescott. I think right he now. gets people franchise tag. That's what he'll get. Yeah, I think he, he gets franchise tag. He'll get thirty million, but from there. And that's way overpaying he, but, in, my, in my in my opinion, guys. There are he's, I don't even think he's worth that. But that's what he's played up to. He has at least earned a franchise tag. Between the three of us and every NFL fan in the country, there's no confusion that there are not 32 guys good enough to do it in the world. There's not 32 guys good enough to do it in the NFL. You see him cycle through. Who's that? We we didn't even put time into the rematch today between the Cleveland and the Steelers because they got a different quarterback in. Like, it's only been two weeks. Like, there's no point to even go to that story now because they don't, Mason Rudolph's not there. They're putting in Duck Dixon or whatever this guy's name is. Hot Craig Hodges? Or, no. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever it is. It doesn't matter. That's the point I'm trying to make. I'll tell you what, that's going to be one heck of a game. Remember we saw a couple weeks Delvin ago? Delvin Hodges, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Delvin Duck Hodges. Craig Hodges was a basketball player. Yeah. The, that's going to be a huge game. The, 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 the return game. In, in Pittsburgh, and those teams hate each other. They're but, old rivals. Hey, I, I want the smoke, though. Like, I don't want backup quarterback in there now that doesn't have yeah. the target well, on well, him. The, well, there's no Mason Rudolph, and there's no Miles Garrett. Right. I feel like there's it's not going to be as big of a deal as people it's are not. making it out to be. I it's it's going to be nothing. I, I mean, with the exception of the Steelers being in the last playoff spot right now, I think a lot of people could care less about this game. I also think Dallas Cowboy fans should care less if you think replacing Jason Garrett with Josh McDaniels or with loser Jim Harbaugh. Josh McDaniels is not leaving the Patriots for anything. Who else are you going to get? Who Who's your upgrade that's from Jason was, Garrett? I was asking, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because those are the two guys, Urban right? Urban Meyer is a rumor, but why? No. He's never, even, he's never even coached in the NFL. A lot of coaches are Yeah, Morehead State. A lot of great coaches are alpha type coaches. I, it would be hard for someone like Parcells had said that in his autobiography right. about seven, eight years ago. The fact that he didn't want to be controlled by an owner like right. Jerry Jones, and right. I think Jerry is is his problem is I think he's just loyal to a fault by keeping Garrett as long as he has right. ten years. Well, the thing with, in my opinion, with their relationship is Jerry Jones. He's the only GM slash owner who do press conference after every game. The only one. The only one. In sports. He, period. Yeah, he. He love attention. Because, He's thirsty. Because it's ridiculous to do it. It's, There's no no one else. No, is ridiculous enough to do it. I, I and I, and there are some owners with huge egos. Huge, but not that big. Ego. I went to WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. Right, it was at it was at the Dallas Stadium. The thing to open WrestleMania was a video from Jerry Jones welcoming us to AT and T Stadium, and I'm like. Yep. What are you doing here, guy? You're not the face of everything. You know he was partying it up in one of the suites watching. Super, for sure. Had to have been. Because he is sweet. Boys help boys. Garrett's helping Jones. Jones is helping Garrett. There's there. We talk about Harbaugh. We talk about McDaniels. You don't think – who else do you – because those are the two that come to my head. I, I don't think there's an upgrade over Jason Garrett. And not be, in coaching, yes, but in a perfect fit, no. I, I think you have to start fresh. It has to be just someone can, with outside of the box in the Cowboys world. High, high school football today. Get out. Check it out. Any final words, my friend? State championships, uh, 1 p.m. at Rio Rancho High School with Cleveland Rio Rancho. Los Lunas Roswell at Los Lunas. Check out all the games. Good job, everyone. GG.